Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to High Spirits. Uh, I'm Jay Stagman, and with me as always is my pal... Noelle Schmidt. Yeah, dude. And we host a show called High Spirits in which uh, we drink alcohol and talk about ghosts. Correct. Uh-huh. Uh, Noelle, what are you drinking this evening? I am drinking Poppy Cabernet Sauvignon. It looks delicious. It's just a simple label. Yeah, I like it. I like poppies, like the flower. Sure. That's all. <laughs> is this an intervention? About pop, about poppies, about well, they make opium. Opium, uh-huh. uh, maybe. Okay. For me or for you? Oh. <laughs> well, when it was about you, it was funny. When it's about me, it now sounds scary. It's weird that you're asking me if it's an intervention for me. <laughs> That's right. I should have, I guess, planned this better. I have. I'm hosting this subliminal uh, intervention with myself. Why is it just the two of us always? <laughs> This is weird. I forgot my intervention banner. Yeah. Um, no. I just thought, why not? Yeah. Well, it it's got a fun. nice color and it's got good arms. And um, <laughs> it does. It does. When you put it, the arms look nice. It did. Um, There's I, some cork floating in it, though, right now. So. There is. Well, just eat I'm gonna, that and... I'm going to drink it. It's fine. It's fiber. What are you having? <laughs> this is new. Yeah. I actually, Havaker came out with a uh, extra pale ale called Tuna. Oh, that is so good. Sounds really gross to me. Okay. A beer called tuna. Um, I think it's really, really, really delicious. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to drink it. I won't. Is the thing about that. I won't. Okay. I'm not uh, super into the pale ales. <laughs> that, I mean, yes, you drink wine on this show. We know. I mean, I drink beer sometimes. What? I drank a lot of beer last week. Oh, okay. When you aren't around, I drink beer. Great. When you're not around, I am... Still drinking beer. <laughs> Still drinking beer. <laughs> um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, joining us. We have... Uh, uh, I don't think any unfinished business. No. Uh, I think we should address the sound in the last episode yeah, and just sorry, apologize. Guys. Sorry. We were playing with new mics. Yeah. Uh, lesson learned. I know. <laughs> we get some fancy new sound equipment and it either works... Really poorly, or we don't know how to, uh, I we, don't know. We don't know how to do it. We don't know things, but we're figuring things out. We are indeed. Um, yeah, other than that, nothing uh, major to say. Um, special uh, shout out to uh, our four fans in Zimbabwe. What? Yeah. Zimbabwe, welcome. Yeah, welcome to the show. I like looking at that. It's interesting. <laughs> uh, and apparently there are uh, that's awesome. several fellas from the Netherlands that check okay. in with us. So hello, cool. Zimbabwe. Hello, the Netherlands. Hi, the Netherlands. I do have one thing to say that I think, to me, this is funny. Um, I looked at our rating on um, uh, iTunes. <laughs> you know, they always say don't read the comments. Uh-huh. For sure. Like, never read the comments. Um, somebody wrote... Uh, for a show that markets itself as a ghost show from Chicago, sure blather on and on about Wisconsin sports. <laughs> um, well, which uh, I can tell you, no one has ever said to me before. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so we are we are located in Chicago, we but are. we're not specifically talking about ghosts of Chicago. That's right. All the time, we're a ghost show. Um, and I sometimes like to talk about sports. <laughs> I am not apologetic about that. Yeah, at no, all. I have no idea. And I'm sorry you don't like it. Um, That's okay. They gave us one star and they turned it off. Cool. <laughs> You've clearly listened enough, though, to know that I talk about sports on the regular. I don't know. They probably listened to one episode. That's fine. Whatever. 
carry on. I mean, like, listen, if I... <laughs> I, I, I think I've said this before. I just find it amusing when people listen to things they don't like, and uh-huh. then they, like, go out of their way to uh, diss them. Yeah. To me, that just shows a level of um, uh, uh, commitment that I don't have, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Seriously, I'll watch, like, five minutes of a television show, and I'm like, this is no good, and I don't, I don't review it. No, I mean, half, I would have to say 95, probably more like 98.5% of the things that are reviewable that I purchase, I do not review. No, I don't either. Whether I love them or hate them. Agreed. Because I don't, I have to do things. Right. Amazon's so funny because they're always, like, I get a lot of stuff from Amazon. Whatever. So mm-hmm. does everyone else. Don't judge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have, like, three Amazon apps on my phone. Yeah. They're so thirsty for reviews all the time. And I think I've done one. Always. Out of the 977 things I bought from Amazon. Yeah, I get an email probably daily from Amazon yeah. saying, will you review? Or how is this thing working out for you? Would I'm you like, like to review the packaging? And I'm like, um, no. No, I wouldn't. I don't even remember the packaging. Um, It's in is the same box. Well, yeah, I'll <laughs> review the packaging. You put it in a giant box. It's a disc in this large box <laughs> with that plastic stuff. What? Yeah. Couldn't you just, I don't know. Anywho, we better get started. Uh, otherwise, people will say that we blather on and on about Amazon and uh, <laughs> don't don't care. They're packaging. I whatever. Um, here's what I will say. This though, sure. I, here's where I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. I totally depend on the reviews. So those of you who are reviewers, keep it up. Oh I, yeah, Ooh, I appreciate my it. Just dropped. For example, we ordered some lunch last week um, <laughs> for work, and the person who ordered it was like. I don't know. There weren't enough reviews to show any stars. And the food was horrible. Yikes. Un- oh. Unedible. Unedible. Mm. I ordered a French dip sandwich that, number one, did not come with au jus. Oh, wow. And there was no dip to dip. Right. The French dip in. Yeah. And then uh, the meat was, I don't know, probably six days old. That is, first of all, extremely forensic of you. And second of all, why did you continue to eat it? I knew how old the meat was based on the larva that was crawling Oh my god, don't. I will puke. (laughs) All right, shall we begin? Yes, please. Um, Also, if you're hearing um, sound that Noelle and I can't hear, I'm just trying to fix my mic really quickly. We realize that we have sound problems here on High Spirit, which I'm surprised that person didn't say rather than we blather. (laughs) Like, get your sound together. Oh well. Um, Sorry. Okay, so uh, today, um, I'm, we're, I'm not talking about a, a ghost, per se. I'm not talking about a, a, anything that really, well, I don't know how to introduce this. Um, this is something that I debated covering because I, I find this to be fascinating, but I also don't want to um, sensationalize it because I, I recognize the, how it can be damaging um, but I also think it's important to talk about things and my take on it is a little bit different maybe like for at first I was like as a parent I think this is an important topic about kids and internet usage but now I'm kind of like wait, wait, what's your topic? I'm getting there oh um but now I'm I've kind of evolved my thought on that so okay. today I want to talk about the slender man <gasps> the slender man yeah okay so I don't falls know. under the category of ghoul. Ghoul for sure. Boogeyman, or as um, the English would say, bogeyman. Right. Um, so the uh, the Slender Man is um, a fictional character 
that originated as a creepypasta internet meme um, created by Something Awful Forums. I'm going to explain what all of those things are um, <laughs> in a minute. Uh, the the Something Awful user um, who created the Slender Man is named is Eric Knudsen, but he was also known um, as Victor Surge on the forums. That was like his screen name. Oh, okay. So uh, the Slender Man appeared in 2009. Um, he's depicted as resembling a thin, unnaturally tall man with a blank and usually featureless face wearing a black suit. Um, he often is described as having tentacles that come out of his back. Oh. And um, usually is faceless or okay. it's a blurry face. Now, Eric Knudsen uh, says that he kind of got the idea from um, the tall man who I referenced in the last episode from the movie Phantasm. I couldn't hear you. You wouldn't know that I said anything because I was actually <laughs> I was actually like standing, sitting in a tunnel. Um, it with a pillow in front of my face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the here's what really bugs me about this. Um, so I referenced the Tall Man in Phantasm, which is an excellent horror film. It's a classic. <laughs> Eric Knudsen was like, "But I've never seen the movie. I just know that the character exists." And I was like, "This is blasphemy and so annoying." And oh, moving on. So that's how where he kind of got the idea amongst other characters as well. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Phantasm. Um, it's pretty cool. Okay. And ridiculous. But there's this character, and I think the actor is still alive. He's like 115. Years old? Uh-huh. But oh. he's this like very tall, thin British man who is like controls these um, uh, little troll people. <laughs> okay. And there's this this sphere that like shoots at you and it like sticks in your head and it uh-huh. yeah the more you talk about it the more it sounds terrible i own it you should come over and watch it with that's me that's not happen. <laughs> i'd rather benet so um of course they're making a, a biopic of course i can't believe they haven't made one yet well i'm very excited for it um see it at your house <laughs> oh we're, we're watching oh, it yeah. it's happening is it a lifetime movie or is it like um not sure. Okay. Don't know. We'll never know. We will know. But um, we just won't know where it is. <laughs> so, uh, stories of the Slender Man commonly feature him stalking, abducting, or traumatizing people, particularly children. Um, so, let's talk about um, these the places where it originated and all these. So, basically, these are web forums. So, it's like Reddit users. And it's, uh, it's the same kind of format mm-hmm. um, where people can just go on there, create a story, and develop followers. So um, Creepypasta is um, a, a web-based forum that where um, its focus is mostly like horror-related legends or images that have been copy and pasted around the internet. Um, I've never so been. It's... Uh, me, I'm going to sound like an old person. Are you going to say go there or no, no go there? Um... I think you'll be frustrated with it like I am. Because it looks stupid? Because it looks stupid. It's kind of like how I feel when I go into Reddit as well, where I'm like, there's just too much. Yeah. And I want it to be a little bit more easy to find things. And I feel like I have to navigate too much and I get frustrated. And that's kind of how these forums are as well. Um, Some, like, creepypasta stories are a lot of fun. And um, if you're a fan of last, uh, Last Podcast on the Left, um... You're, you'd be familiar with, like, their creepypasta episodes that they do where they actually will read um, a bunch of stories that 
they've just gathered from there. And some of them are, are very spooky and some of them are absolutely ridiculous. And mm-hmm. um, like there's one that is kind of like a running gag with them. Anyway, um, <laughs> so hosted on their brief user generated stories um, and their, their paranormal stories um, created to, to spook people, like I just said. And there's there are other um, there are other podcasts out there too that are designed just to read like creepy pasta stories. Huh. Um, one of them is called like No Sleep Tonight or something like that. Um, so it's a pretty it's a pretty popular site, especially with the youths. Okay. Um, some of the here are a couple of uh, popular characters that people have built stories around. So somebody develops a character on there and then all these users start creating stories. Okay. So it's like um, a user-based fanfic? Yes. Oh, okay. It's exactly what it is. Thank you. Sorry. My brain's really fried, you guys. It's been a long month. <laughs> um, one of them is Jeff the Killer. Okay. Uh, Jeff the Killer is a story accompanied by an image of the character. The story says that a teenager named Jeff was severely injured in an accident um, of bullying that caused his face to become bleached. Um, Following the incident and having his bandages removed, he uh, realized he liked to harm people, went insane, and cut a smile into his cheeks and burned off his eyelids after returning home from the hospital. So similar to, like, the Joker of the Uh Batman world. Um, he murdered. Now, his, was he bullying somebody, or somebody bullied him? Somebody by bullied acid in his face. No, somebody bullied him, um, which caused him to be severely injured, and they must have like beat the crap out of him, like punched him, and oh, then he okay. like went crazy when he saw his face. Um, so he murdered his parents and his brother, and now he's a serial killer who sneaks into houses at night and whispers, "Go to sleep" before murdering his victims. Um, uh. In 2013, um, posters at the image board website 4chan, which we're going to get into, stated that... Uh, no, is 4chan um, like a like the porn thing? Oh, no, I'm thinking of... Um... 4chan uh, does have some... Like, 4chan... It, and I don't know. I think 4chan's still around. But, yeah. What was 4- the thing where people, like, would go to something like... You just... I don't know. I didn't. I don't remember. I remember reading about it. I didn't. You're thinking of you're thinking of 4chan. 4chan um, <clears throat> gets in there. It's like almost stepping into the dark web, but not quite. It's like <laughs> okay. getting as far into that universe as you can without like yeah okay. So it's got like horror stuff, porn stuff, weird, random, crappy stuff. Like it's just kind of all over the place. Sure. Um. So uh, on 4chan, um. So it's a lot of image boards. That's what's on 4chan. Okay. Um, so that stated that Jeff the Killer, the Jeff the Killer image was an extensively edited picture of a girl who committed suicide in the fall of 2008. Um, and then there are different versions of the story. So they're saying that like this is actually like a real person. Oh, okay. And they've edited that picture of her. So um, there are like. There's fan fiction out there of like Jeff the Killer versus Slenderman, so they've like are integrating. Okay, so this is like like the DC Marvel. Yeah, kind but of. Like, of like fucking weirdos. Right. Okay. I mean, sorry for your hurt feelings, creepypasta. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, so it's total like fan fiction, so they can kind of blur the lines and like. Um, another one of the guys is Ted the Caver, 
who... <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I'm going to tell you. Ted the Caver began as an Angel Fire website in 2001. Remember Angel Fire? No. It was like the original, like, um, uh, like GoDaddy. Like, oh, my God. Okay. Like, kind of like... Um, it would create like your website for you, but it was like so a lot of like the paranormal ghost people. Oh. It's like that's an angel fire site where it just it's looks like, like, like it's all the shitty dated. websites come from that. Yes. Okay. Um, I was on a couple of those earlier doing my research, and I was like, I, I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't look at your it's bad like, grammar on your black background with your white fucking print <laughs> or like green, that bright green, or it's like I don't know. And also, I don't want to be like. I don't want to be overly earnest Hemingway on everybody, but please stop with the adjectives and adverbs. Well, Stephen King says that you should never use an adverb. Uh, he should take his own advice. I know. Every time I... <laughs> Such a bitch. Every... No, no, no. Sorry, Stephen King. It must be hurtful. Every time... Every time... I'm a big Stephen King fan. And every time I read an adverb in one of his books, I'm like, dude, you're doing it right now. I know. He talks a big game. Like, he's, he he's a real big talker. Just did it. But I'm so... When I write things, I, like, take his advice to heart. And so I'm so aware of using adverbs. Yeah. And then I'll read him. And I'm like, come on, man. He well, just did it. I know we have to go back to Ted the Caver. I will say this about my frustration with Stephen King and why I do not find him as terrifying as I should. It is because most of his books are written in the past tense. That's true. So you know that somebody made it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, right. there's no dramatic tension whatsoever. Right. I don't know. Like, he always has a narrator that's like, this happened. I know. Whatever. I still love him. Yeah. Sure, the sure. dark half is terrifying. Have you ever read that one? No. Oh. So good. Okay, lend it to me. It's very gory. Nope, don't lend it to me. <laughs> um, it's terrifying. I'm gonna lend it to you. It you can get past it. You can lend it to me. I'm not gonna read it. You're gonna read it and you're gonna like it. <laughs> um, you're gonna read it and you're gonna like it. All right, God. Ted the Caver. Um, adventures of a man and his friends as they explored a local cave. Um, <laughs> get it? I totally get it. By the way, if I was just gonna if I was gonna logline that without knowing anything about it. <laughs> I would have said that. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. Not Ted the Spelunker. Ted the Caver. Um, <laughs> so it's it's in the the format is a series of blogs. Um, they explore the explorers move further into the cave. Uh, sorry, the strange hieroglyphs and winds are encountered. And in the final blog post, Ted writes that he and his companions would be bringing a gun into the cave after a experiencing a series of nightmares and hallucinations. Um, the blog has not been updated since the final post. And in 2005, the author of Ted the Caver revealed that it was an original work of fiction partially inspired by true events. Oh. Um, I mean, the 2000s, everything was inspired by Blair Witch. Totally. Yeah. Um... Sort of ruined you remember? documentary for a while. It did. Um, documentary and horror had that like crossover that I never really enjoyed. Yeah, it well, it, it tried to dive into like the reality, the reality film world, and so many movies. Yeah, like it horror just films, had blurred lines. And yeah, and they all failed miserably. I mean, I've watched pretty much all Paranormal of them. Paranormal Activity did well. Paranormal Activity did well, and. Um, I've watched every single one of those movies, and they make me so 
angry. Why? Because there's because clear, clearly shit is happening in your house, and they're like, <laughs> and they just refuse to like. And there's get it always together. like one douchebag who's like, whatever, like it's not happening. You're crazy. And then the woman is like, oh my god, I put down baby powder all over the floor. And there are footsteps, and you didn't do it. Like, I didn't do it. We don't have baby powder on the bottom of our feet. And he's like, whatever, you were sleepwalking. Like, and he's being a dick about it. And then at, and then he starts shouting at the ghost, like, show yourself. So, but I've watched every single one <laughs> yes, of them because I do. feel like there's an obligation to watch them. Nope. Um, <laughs> I, I, can't I, have to help, read it. I can't help it. Yeah, every book David Mitchell puts out and any book that Jonathan Franzen puts out, mm-hmm. I have to read. Yeah, I see you have a Franzen out on I have a new Franzen. Yeah, well, it's not new. I, it's new to me. Um, um, but yeah, nope. As far as uh, I get things, it, I don't feel an obligation. I, I feel I feel, a I feel strong... an obligation to uh, WBEZ. Oh, do you? Yeah, I've been a member. <laughs> How many totes do you have? I have so many. <laughs> oh. That's that's good, though. They need it, especially now. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, if you're from Zimbabwe or the Netherlands, uh, WBEZ is our local Chicago affiliate of NPR. So that's why we're talking about tote bags and that. National Public Radio. Yeah. We have to remember that we have an international audience that probably understands nothing that I'm saying. No. And when I say football, I mean American football. <laughs> um, not that soccer stuff. And honestly, I just talk too fast. Um, <laughs> Most Americans can't understand what I'm saying at any given time. No, I have to ask her to repeat herself all the time. Constantly. So, okay. So moving on. Uh, uh-huh. So these, Jeff the Killer and Ted the Caver, just to give you an example. These are two of like... <laughs> The popular people, popular storylines that happen in the creepypasta universe. I don't universe. need to laugh. So, like, like obviously the names are extremely original. And yeah. that's, that's how we got into the Slender Man. Right. They're just kind of so, calling it like they seize it. Yeah. 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 It couldn't be more obvious. Be like. <laughs> um, so. Surely uh, with the broken hand. So I'm we are, writing fanfic when we finish this. <laughs> oh, my God. It's happening. Um, uh, so we already talked a little bit about 4chan. It's an image board, board website. Um, it's responsible for such internet memes as the Rick, Rick Roll. Oh, okay. Yep. And Chocolate Rain. So, like, 4chan is... What's Chocolate Rain? Chocolate Rain is that um, kid with... He was, like, a kid who had a really deep voice, and he would just kind of go, Chocolate Rain. <laughs> and... <laughs> People thought it was hilarious, and he's got like millions of YouTube. That's crazy. Views. I'm yeah. laughing not because I think it's hilarious. I'm laughing because this is a world, yeah, that I don't know anything about. The world of memes, oh. and that's kind of like the basis of this conversation. So wait, it's do like, the chocolate world again. I don't even know if I'm doing it right. Chocolate rain. That's not, not <laughs> that's, that's it. That's pretty much it. Oh my god. Um, I've wasted my whole life with it, like you know a job and. Doing things. Why? I could have just gone on one of these jackass websites you could and have, been like... You could have memed yourself. Yeah. It can still happen. There's still time. <laughs> I mean, do you have to be, like, do you have to be vulgar and scary or do you just, do you just random? Anything you want it to be. It can be really random. So I could be like, vanilla out! And just <laughs> <laughs> super famous. Yes. Let's make vanilla oats a thing. Yeah. Vanilla um, oats. And I'm just going to pour Quaker oats over your head and it's going to oh, rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. Well, that's happening. All right. Done. Um, Although vanilla oats has a terrible horror backstory. 
Vanilla Oates murdered his family at a campground. <laughs> and then what? No, I'm invested. Noel's face is like, and then what happened? Uh, Did he dress like the Quaker man from Quaker Oats? No, he cut off all their toes and toasted them like marshmallows. Ew. Really? I hate feet. Um. <laughs> all right, we're moving on from Vanilla Oats. All right, Oats. Um, and then the other, the other website associated with all of this is Something Awful, which is... Um, kind of its description is that it's a comedy website uh something awful uh covers all kinds of comedy grounds so it gets pretty blue pretty quickly it's pretty uh, whenever i've been on there like a lot of the stuff is pretty sophomoric so you know it's a bunch of dudes posting it's not dudes either they're you know it's internet kids (laughs) posting things that they think are funny is funny um so but it covers all kinds of ground. I think that you're simultaneously plugging these things and like completely dissing them. I know. I'm trying to be like friendly about it, but also at the same time, I like recognize that. Sure. It's not for everyone, is what I'm I mean, saying. This is how ridiculous I am. I have no idea any of the things that you're talking about. Well, this is some pretty nerdy stuff. Okay. So you're like <laughs> going to realize that I n- know some pretty nerdy things. I'm into it. Um. So let's dive into the Slender Man a little bit more. Um, like I said, created on June 10th in 2009 on a thread um, in Something Awful. It was a Photoshop contest where the, the users were challenged to edit everyday photos to appear paranormal. Eric Knudsen, under the pseudonym of Victor Surge, which I kind of like, um, contributed two black and white images. Yeah, I like that too. It's kind of... Victor Surge! Yeah. Ooh. He probably named himself after the he's soft either, drink. Yeah, I was going to say, it's either like, um, like Mountain Dew Radical or like yeah. totally emo. So it's like, Ooh, Victor Surge! Or it's like, hi everybody, I'm Victor Surge. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a sad man. Eric Knudsen, and I'll probably get into, I think I'm going to get into this later, but he like owns the rights to the Slender Man and um, oh. made some money off of this. Is he responsible for any of the things that happened? No, and yeah, we'll, we'll okay. dive into all that. That's the only part of the Slender Man I know. Right. So, um... He submitted uh, two black and white images of groups of children to which he added a tall, thin, spectral figure wearing a black suit. Um, the The previous ent- entries had um, consisted solely of photographs, but he sub- supplemented his submission with um, snatches of text composed from witnesses describing the abductions of groups of children and giving the character the name The Slender Man. Um, the quote under the first photograph read, We didn't want to go, we didn't want to kill them, but its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comfort- comforted us at the same time. 1983, photographer, photographer, sorry, unknown, presumed dead. The quote under the second photograph read, um, One of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformity cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. So this is super creative. It is very creative. I like that. Yeah, and you have to see... um, We'll post the photos... On our Facebook and, and Instagram pages, they're very well done. They're I'm getting chills just thinking like the the second one with the kids on the playground, and he you have to look for it. 
And all of a sudden you're like, boom, he's standing right there. And it's so well done. And it's so creepy. Um, Kudos, Eric Knutson. Yeah. Killed it. So, um, so here it says, one thing I read and that, that I, I was talking about before, that he was inspired by the tall man, but this other, uh, this other thing says that he was inspired by several other um, beasts or beings as well. Um, primarily by Zach Parsons, That Insidious Beast, Stephen King's The Mist, um, Reports of the Shadow People, Mothman, and The Mad Gasser of Mattoon. Um, What's The Mad Gasser of Mattoon? I don't know that oh, one. okay. I wish I did. Um, he was also inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. William S. Burroughs. I was thinking about H.P. Lovecraft when you talked Because of the tentacles, yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, survival... Horror, horror video games such as Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so, I mean, all those things make sense other than um, the Mad Gasser of Mattoon, which I'm not familiar with. We'll and look that up and maybe post it to the page. Yeah. Um, Knutson's intention was to in- formulate something whose motivations can barely be comprehended and which caused unease and terror in a general population. Um other pre-existing fictional, fictional or legendary creatures often thought to have inspired by the Slender Man include the Gentleman, which you remember the Gentleman from the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode called Hush, which was um, almost a completely silent which episode. Was awesome. it's a, it, it was nominated for an Emmy. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just uh, like the, as if to say anything awesome has to be nominated for an Emmy. That's how good it was. Um, it's an excellent episode. It's when um, these men, these very horrific looking men, come into town and they steal um, the sound mm-hmm. and everyone's voices. Actually, they just steal everybody's voices, mm-hmm. their capacity to speak, sing, whatever. And um, by doing so, they're able to go into people's rooms at night while they're sleeping and take whatever organs that they need to survive. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that's another inspiration. Um, more, another one would be Men in Black. Um, and then uh, a DC comic superhero with a blank face whose secret identity is Victor Sage a name similar to Knudsen's alias of Victor Surge. Oh, okay. So, um, when I, so I came into account or into, um, knowledge of the Slender Man by my younger cousin about seven years ago. Um, which so is you about, were like right up on it when it came right, out. Right. Well, but I didn't really like care you know like he was <laughs> okay. he was like a 16 year old kid and um your cousin not the slender man my cousin and so he was like all over all of this stuff and he and i were i was over at their house and he was like do you know do you know who the slender man is because he knew i liked horror films he knew i was into that stuff and i was like nope no clue and he um was kind of filling me in and telling me about it and how like he's re- there are all these stories that he reads and he was watching all these YouTube videos and later on that night I was talking with my my aunt his mother and she was like he can't sleep at night he's so horrified by this character but he can't stop reading about it and mm. he was probably like I think he was a senior in high school so he was 17 or 18 um she was like he talks about this guy incessantly he's to the point of like almost being obsessed 
And I thought it was really interesting. And I didn't, like, I wasn't worried about him. I didn't think, I, you know, he was a, a teenager. So you become obsessed with things when you're a kid. And, like, he was fascinated by it. But he was also terrified to the point of thinking that this this guy was a real thing and was going to come and hurt him and his family. Huh. Well, that sounds like a lot of other teenagers thinking. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're going to get there. So, no, I know. Um, but, I just think that's, I think that's interesting. Um, yeah, that is that fascinating thing about the brain where you, it sort of pursues the thing you're most terrified of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, simultaneously you want to stop. But it's almost as if you were addicted to this right. you can't, awful thing. You can't stop it. And it was it, it, it was really interesting to talk to him about it. And I remember um, not long after that, watching an episode of Supernatural, maybe like two years later. And they did a Slender Man episode. Oh. And uh, I... Is it the one with the handsome tall brothers? Yes. Okay. That's the one. It's on the CW network. Um, and he, I sent him a text and I was like, Hey man, uh, they did a Slender Man episode on Supernatural thinking of you. Like he was, I think in college at that point, no response. And I was like, did the Slender Man get him? Well, it's, it was weird to not hear back from him. And I was kind of like, whatever, you're in college, you're busy. But I kind of almost like had that feeling where he was like, I don't want to talk about this ever again. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So just kind of interesting, like how it affected people and going into that, um, uh, there's a book called Folklore, Horror Stories, and the Slender Man, The Development of an Internet Mythology. Um, the woman who wrote it, her name is Shira Chess. Um, she's a professor at the University of Georgia, and she connected the Slender Man to ancient folklore about fairies. So, like fairies, Slender Man is otherworldly, with motives that are often difficult to grasp, like fairies. His appearance is vague and often shifts to reflect what the viewer wants or fears to see. And like fairies, the Slender Man calls in the woods and wild places his homes and kid, uh, calls the woods and wild places his home and kidnaps children. Um, that's one thing I failed to, to mention. He lives in the woods, which I have a big problem with because why does he need to wear a suit in the woods? <laughs> because I mean, to go to work. It says he lives there. It doesn't say he doesn't commute to go, like, murder people. But he hangs out in the woods all the time. No, he doesn't. Kids don't hang out in the woods. He's got to put on his suit, commute, take the 22 bus, get to where kids are. I just feel like it's not the place. No, I don't know. But I guess you're right. Get to to where kids are. (laughs) Take the 22. Be miserable riding that 22 bus all the way south. It stops so much. It does. It stops a lot. Um, I mean, they, like... Just if the Slender Man is listening, and I, I know you are, you're a fan. Right. Um, do the train. You can do Brown Line. Right. Yeah, the Brown Line connects to like almost a wooded area. Sure. Yeah, you could. You could. It goes pretty. It goes pretty far northwest. It does. It yeah, you can be almost yeah. to um, Bohemian National Cemetery. True. And then you could take um, to the North Park. There's some woods kind of there. That's sure. where the coyotes live. Um. Yes. And if you've been listening to us, you know that in Chicago, they brought the coyotes in to fix the rat problem. Mm-hmm. I had a coyote on my street, which I think we've already talked about it. We show. have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not smart. Anyway. Uh, so I think. I also have a rat on my street. Who doesn't? <laughs> a rat ran in front of me. I was walking into my building. Yeah, dude. And it just like ran in front of me. I was like, in the daylight? 
<gasps> it was during the day? It was during the day. It yeah. ran out of the bushes, and I was like, come on, man. That poor thing must have been terrified. I don't care. They're or awful. rabid. They're not supposed to be out during the day. They're not. He was very confused. No. Um, I probably woke Man him rat? Up. Was it a man? I assume they're all men. Because <laughs> they're awful. Ha <laughs> ha. No. Zing. Anyway, uh, so, but I think this is interesting, like, the, the folklore aspect of it, because... Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what I wanted to talk about. And this is where my thought had kind of evolved because I'm going to, we're going to get into um, some of the incidents that have occurred because of this character and because of teenagers taking it too seriously and believing that he's real. So the whole concept is basically that, like, because what's happened is that, so Eric Knudsen created this character and then all of these. Um, people on Creepypasta and 4chan and something awful uh, developed these this fan fiction. Right. Um, which he has openly said that he encourages and he really likes. However, because he owns the rights to the character, he actually can like kind of dictate what gets posted. Oh, interesting. So he's able to, if he doesn't like, um, if he doesn't like what's out there, he can get it removed. And he's since sold his sold the rights to um uh Sony Pictures I believe for a movie that they're making um that's not in my notes I feel like I I feel like I accidentally deleted a bunch of my notes but formally fortunately most of it's in my brain yeah um but here's what I think is interesting um because the internet is a scary place. It's a wonderful and scary place. And I don't want to get preachy because I, I love it and I use it and I think it's awesome. But I think that we obviously like need to be aware of what's out there. And like we've experienced a lot, uh, especially in the, I would say the last year in this country of things that might or might not be real. And so to what are you referring you can do the math. Um, may or may not be true or fake news. Oh. Um, but I, so part of me was like, you know, there's this thing where, like, for me as a parent, my daughter's still very young and doesn't, you know, know how to access this kind of stuff yet, but she'll get there. It's like. She's all up on that tablet. She's. If she wanted to, she could get it. She, it's some of the stuff that she finds on YouTube is unbelievable. And it's so easy because they're all linked together. Yeah. And so you have to be hyper aware of this stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want to be a helicopter parent, you know? No, and I like, have to say this. When uh, she was sick and I was babysitting her, uh-huh. she... Um, Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. But uh, as I've made very clear on the show, I am uh, maybe not as tapped in as I'd like to be to popular culture. But she was looking through her tablet and she kept saying like, Jay, Jay, you have to tell me not to look at... And then she would name these two girls. And she was like, you have to tell me not to look at this website because it'll make me behave badly. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, so don't look at them. Oh, there's... So... Do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. And and they've been banned from our home. It's these two girls, their sisters, and, like, their mom basically, like, scripts out these YouTube videos for them where... And one of them is, like, they're up to mischief and they are up to no good. And so she thinks it's really funny, but she thinks that... She can do these same things, and it's really not okay. Oh, I see. Uh, I will. I will. They're YouTube you know. sensations, and so we have banned it because she doesn't understand that you 
can't really behave that way. Can I also tell you this? Yeah. She clearly doesn't understand banning then because she literally had to explain to me what I was supposed to tell her <laughs> not to do. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, cool then. Don't do that. And she's like, no, but but if you see me, tell me. And I was like, oh, son of a bitch. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just stick with my little pony and I think we'd be okay. So... So anyway, like I, yeah, I don't want to get like f- go too far down this rabbit hole, but I, I think it's interesting in the way that it, it it's a little bit more accessible. This stuff is a little bit more accessible to us, but mythology and folklore has always existed. There's always been something that we've been afraid of, like mm-hmm. a boogeyman, or you know, there there are stories that you know we talk about this stuff all the time. Stories that uh, I'm pointing to a book because the yeah. uh, the boogeyman is basically uh, it's based on uh, the tale of Rawhead and Bloody Bones, mm-hmm. which right. is a book that I have here. Um, but all, yeah, all these things actually transform and um, every every yeah every it's just like a pastiche of all of our fears. Mm-hmm. Every culture has a boogeyman, and um, that's that's why I like. Uh, why Halloween is one of my favorite movies because the boogeyman comes to life and everybody can relate to that because everybody has feared the boogeyman at some point in their life. And so I think it's interesting because like um, I was reading something earlier when I was doing research where it was like, it's easy to blame Knudsen for creating this character or, or blame creepypasta or something awful or all of these websites for the bad things that have come of it. But it's also the same thing as blaming Stephen King for writing horror, horror novels or in the eighties blaming Judas priest for that kid killing his family or yeah. whatever it was because he listened to the, the album backwards. Like, yeah, that's it's, silly. It's, I mean, it's silly. silly. It's the same concept. The only difference I would say is that it's a little bit easier to access this stuff, but at the same time, like, is it? Like, you could still access these books. You could still listen to these sure. albums. Of course. So, I would say, I mean, and I would say this. I, I'm obviously not a psychologist, but um, there are times, I mean, obviously, children have uh, a harder issue with these things because um, their prefrontal prefrontal cortex is not fully closed right. or developed. Um, so they have a harder time uh, understanding the 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 distance between reality and fantasy. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, I mean, God, when I was a kid, we didn't have anything, and we had so much to be terrified of. Right, but we would also run around outside at like you know in the dark and play ghosts in the graveyard. Yeah, we would too. It's terrifying. And all of it. All of it was terrifying, and we were allowed to do this freely without any supervision. Where I think now parents are so more aware like you think about like when we were growing up like I wasn't able to walk down the road just because um I lived on a busy like basically almost like a county highway so that just there were no sidewalks but I was allowed to stay at home at a younger age like Mm -hmm. without any worry um and babysit my brothers there were all of these things that growing up in the 80s that like in the 90s like it wasn't a thing that we're now it's like which I is feel interesting like, because the crime rate has gone down. Right. <laughs> and so, like, it's just an, it's an interesting thing that that's the way we were raised. So right. we were raised um, in a time of crime, mm-hmm. but with no awareness. And now we're raised with less crime, but hyper-awareness. Exactly. It's, it's interesting. So the legacy of that is sort of fascinating in terms of, um, <laughs> sort of 
putting on vigilante behavior 20 years too late. Right. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking, and you're thinking, but you live in Chicago, which has the highest crime rate in America. Nonsense. False. That is not a fact. That is not truth. Nonsense. It's nonsense, and um, those areas are with the high uh, crime rates are pockets in the city, and we need to fix that, obviously. Um, but it's false. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... Open up a can of worms that I'm not gonna. I, I know. I'm not gonna put on the hook at all. Nonsense. But. No, but I think it's. I think it. I think it's interesting because at first I was kind of thinking like, do I really want to do this? I. I think the character is really interesting, and I think it's good to create awareness that like stuff out there, stuff is out there on the internet that can really like mess with kids' heads. But at the same time, this stuff has always been out sure. there. And yeah. let me tell you about it. Okay. So um, here are some historical references, um, specifically to a character that looked similar to the Slender Man. Okay. Um, there are Brazilian cave drawings of an elongated man leading children by the hand that are located in the Serra da Capoeira National Park, which date back as far as 9000 BC. Um, in Egyptian hieroglyphics, there are references to the Thief of Gods. A strange figure with multiple limbs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the most, the one that's referenced the most as far as like people being like, Slenderman is real. It dates back to this far. Mm. And it uh, goes back to some German woodcuts. Um, Hans Freckenberg created at least two woodcuts featuring a character he called Der Ritter, the knight, who is a skeletal multi-limbed uh, figure. Um Oh, people believe that it was uh, representative of the mysterious plagues that occurred during the time when he created these. Um, but others insist that he was trying to represent Der Grossman, the tall man, which translates to the tall man. Um, legend says he was a fairy who lived in the Black Forest and bad children who crept into the woods would be chased by him and wouldn't stop until he caught them or forced them to tell their parents of their wrongdoing. That all checks out. That's how I was raised. And <laughs> so true. Um, but I... <laughs> so, uh, and if, if if when he caught them, I my understanding is that he um, would, like, torture and, and massacre them. Um, so there are these journal accounts of, of Der Grossman um, from 1702, which I believe to be not real and, and actually fictional, but you can find them on the internet. Um, what do you the, mean? The, the, so, so one of the articles I was reading, I was like, here's a, here's a journal account of Der Grossman from 1702, but I think that somebody, Oh, okay. I don't think this is real. Sorry. I, I, I but, wasn't sure what you were saying was fake or not. I, yeah, sorry. No, okay. Um, it says, my child, my Lars, he is gone, taken from his bed. The only thing that we found was a scrap of black clothing. It feels like cotton, but it is softer, thicker. Lars came into my bedroom yesterday, screaming at the top of his lungs that the angel is outside. I asked him what he was talking about, and he told me some nonsense fairy story about their Grossman. Did they know what cotton was in 1702? <laughs> I mean, probably. Okay. Um, to continue. I don't, I don't know. Is that supposed to take place in Germany? Yes. Then I don't know. Okay, I don't either. I, mean, I certainly know that cotton grows naturally in right Americas. Yeah. When I say Americas, I mean the Americas, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean. Um, from there, it says that the man who wrote this journal 
um, said he went into the groves by our village and we found... Oh, wait, no. This is is continuing in the journal. Sorry. Mm. He said he went into the groves by our village and found one of our... One of my cows dead, hanging from a tree. I thought nothing of it at first, but now he is gone. (laughs) How could you think nothing of that? You know, sometimes cows get caught in trees. Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) We must find Lars, and my family must leave before we are killed. I am sorry, my son. I should have listened. May God forgive me. Um... (laughs) So, German mythology is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also uh, some Roman mythology of a tall man and um, uh, in English mythology of a tree man who is said to have had a slim body with appendages like trees. Mm-hmm. So, this is not necessarily an original idea. No. Oh, no, no, no. And I was going to say, um, uh, just to pay, piggyback on that idea, um, the... Um, in drawings and illustrations, um, time immemorium, mm-hmm. uh, for human beings at least, um, one of the things that we have done consistently is uh, elongate limbs and fingers. Um, we have elongated uh, torsos mm-hmm. so that we get what we would call skinny. Yeah. We've elongated faces, mm-hmm. which is sort of our gray alien. Mm-hmm. Um, when in doubt, we've made things um, extremely short and fat mm-hmm. to be scary. Yeah. Um, We've made things have very yep very long noses. We've had peop- uh, uh, um, ghouls with um, huge eyes and tiny eyes. Anyway, mm-hmm. here's where here's where I'm coming from with this. Um, what we have a tendency to do to create the other, mm-hmm. so we can enjoy our horror and our mythology, right. is that we take the human visage and we uh, fuck it up. Right, so we can be like, "Oh, this is recognizable," except for there's no face, which is kind of like the Slender Man. Or right. this is recognizable, except for you know <laughs> their mm-hmm. fingers are a foot long. Right, it's things you can't. It's fear of the unknown, exactly. fear of the thing that you can't. Well, understand. no, actually, it's not. It's fear of exactly what you know, but you know it in an unknown way. Yes, that's a great way of putting it. Um. Yeah, it's different. Therefore, you can't accept it, and it's terrifying. Exactly. Um, I was going to say something really inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop now. Um, so let's talk about some of the fan fiction. I'm si- I know I'm. You're waiting for me to talk about the others, the important stuff. But I figured that we'll close out with that because we'll probably have a lot to say about it. Okay. So, um, as far as like the fan fiction, um. The description of the character is always dependent on the storyteller. Um, like I said, he's commonly described as tall, thin, unnaturally long arms, and then um, he sometimes can extend his arms to intimidate or grab his prey. Uh, his face is often white and featureless. Um, and proximity causes slender sickness, in quotes. So that's what they call it when you're too close to him. Um, so... The slender sickness is in onset of paranorma. Par- what? Paranoia. <laughs> like, not even. I guess I've been doing pretty. The, the poppy is delicious, you guys. Yeah. It's very uh, this good. This episode of High Spirits brought to you by Poppy. It, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. I got it at Whole Foods. Yeah. Um, it's very smooth. <laughs> I'm drinking it like juice right now. <laughs> yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> going all in. Uh, so, uh, the slender sickness is, um, it's an onset of paranoia. 
nightmares, delusions, and nosebleeds. Sounds um, like um, doing cocaine with yeah. uh, Rick James. It kind of does. <laughs> Do you remember that story? <laughs> I remember that time. <laughs> <laughs> when you were with Rick James. Anyway. No, I don't know that story. Uh, we have to move on because okay. we have to talk about the Slender Man. But if, if anyone would like to email me at um, highspiritchicago.gmail.com <laughs> to talk about Rick James and the time um, he and his wife kidnapped that woman and did a whole bunch of crap. Oh I'm happy to talk to you about it. <laughs> I don't think I know that at all. What? Um, but I want... <laughs> So you were too busy reading Stephen King, and I was too busy like reading people. You were. That's so true. Um, uh, this I think is really interesting. Graphic violence is often uncommon as tellings. So, and I like that the fact that it's pretty much like it's all about the mystique of it, and it's sure. all about the fear building. And so you don't really know what his intentions are. They're very mm-hmm. vague. Um, a lot of people have written that he has these proxies. Um, which are people that he kind of, it's almost like mind control. Um, And so they have to do some kind of bidding for him in order for them to be taken in. And by taken in, that's him extending his arms. And either, we don't know what that means. We don't know if he, um, if they become one of him or if he like, he takes them in as one of his own. We don't know. And that's what's really crazy about this, that these kids are so obsessed with it. And I think I think it's because they don't know. And there's this, like, fear of him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's fascination. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about those things. Okay. Um, so uh, the most popular happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is not far from where I'm from. Say it again. Waukesha. Oh. Uh, you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, how do I pronounce this? Waukesha. My mom says Waukesha. Really? She does. Okay. My whole life. It's wa- Everybody says it a little bit different up there. but I call it the walk. I, as you should. Um, I say Waukesha. Uh, in, um, <laughs> and that's the right way to say it. Sure. Um, I believe it was in 2014 when this happened. I didn't write down the year for whatever reason. Um because the Slender Man told you not to because you were revealing too much. I actually, like, have read so much about this because people, like, these kids, because it's mostly kids, they become so paranoid because they read all of these stories. They become so crazy and they feel like he's watching them. And I was, like, reading so much stuff and I was like, is this going to happen to me? Am I going to start to think? Am I going to start to see shadows and, like... Are you? Have no, you? No, I'm good. I've been... I'm severely sleep deprived. The ghost studio is flanking with pictures of Dolly Parton and then uh, Jessica B. Fletcher. <laughs> I think I'm good. I think I'm... Like, this is so true. I just looked around and there's a, that B. Arthur Campbell staring at me. Yeah, so. it really couldn't be a more welcoming place. <laughs> <laughs> I, just feel like I, I feel like it's an, a warm hug. It is, this place is a warm hug. A warm hug that wants to teach me a lesson. Yeah. Um, if anyone is like... Is the ghost studio haunted? I'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> Come here. You'll like it. Uh, it's great. Um, so uh, it, two 12-year-old girls, 12-year-old girls, let me just repeat that. Two 12-year-old girls um, led their 12-year-old friend into the woods in Waukesha, Wisconsin on a bird, um, <laughs> a bird viewing expedition. 
they wanted. Wait, wait, I like that they got a twelve year old to come with them by being like, "Yo, she was their third friend. Like, she was their best friend." Yeah, but bird hunting. They were like, "Let's go look at some birds." Can they be cooler in the woods? Apparently not. I mean, 12, 12 in in two thousand fourteen right. is basically like being thirty. You're like married. You, yeah. You maybe you're not married, but you at least have like a, like several tattoos. You've at least dated a guy named Snake. In Waukesha or in life? <laughs> no, just in life. I'm okay. just saying like. 12 in 2014 was not like 12 in right 1989. True. True. Like when I was 12, I was making like birthday videos for my friends. <laughs> right. Wearing my Paul Ab- wearing a Paul Abdul hat or a yeah. Debbie Gibson hat. They could do something as dumb as like, hey, you want to go into the woods and watch birds? And she's like, yeah, I guess I'll leave my tablet at home. That sounds great. Nature, what's that? <laughs> um, They're trying something new. Yeah. Well, it worked. Um, she went to the woods. She went to the woods with them, mm-hmm. and they held her down, and stabbed her nineteen times, and left her for dead. Jesus Christ! Um, as the first step in becoming proxies for the Slender Man, they stated they were afraid. She lived. She lived. Okay, sorry. I just so had to she, get... no, that's okay. Yeah, I was gonna get there. Sorry. No, she, no, I just had to know. She. So they left her for dead in the woods, and they they started walking north. How fucked up is that to do? It's t- well because they. So were these like like, uh, small stabs like 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 little half inches. I mean, they're small girls, so I don't know how much weight, like how much force went when into it. I was twelve. It. I was six feet tall. The, well, these girls are small. Okay. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying twelve I, doesn't necessarily indicate. Small. I no no no, but these girls in particular. So I don't know how much force went behind it. Yeah. Um. But she survived. She was actually out of the hospital, I think, within a few days. So pretty superficial. Yeah. But she, I mean, she was hurt badly. Like, she. Oh, I mean, like, listen, yeah. I, I don't, when, let's when, not downplay this because no, 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 but it's, says, a temper, it's attempted murder. Yeah, clearly. But, like, anybody else who was stabbed 16 times. I mean, one stab will do it. Right. Uh, it was 19 times. 19 times. Um, so she um, was able to crawl to the road. Jesus. And get help. That's brave incredibly brave um they're no longer friends um (laughs) the three of them i mean in case you were wondering for sure forgiveness has not occurred um there so these two girls the other two girls um morgan their names are morgan and anisite and i i actually wasn't going to give their full names just because i I, again i don't want to like sensationalize any of this um they started walking north to find the Slender Man. And there, I can't remember where it was that they wanted to walk to, but it was like somewhere like south of Green Bay, north of Milwaukee. Um, and they were going to walk there. And it was like 52 miles away to meet with the Slender Man to become his proxies. Did somebody like email them that this is a thing or they just made it all the They made up? it all up. So they stated they were afraid he would kill their families if they didn't do it. Okay. Now, these girls have both um, been diagnosed with mental um, mental Ill- illness. One well, girl, if they didn't have it before, they would have it after. One girl is actually um, diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia. Okay. Her father is also schizophrenic. Okay. Um, but they didn't. A little bit early for they a, didn't, a schizophrenia yeah, they diagnosis. Didn't, but. They didn't know until um, <clears throat> she was arrested because they caught them. They caught them. They were like not very far. Huh. She um, had epilepsy. The twelve-year-old. One of them had um, has. Typically, you wouldn't be diagnosed with schizophrenia so early unless you had maybe like childhood onset epilepsy. Yeah, one of them has something like that. I can't remember, but the other one. I'll I, stop being boring. The Slender Man. Yeah. 
let me like let me that. finish. Sorry. No, so you can learn about this whole story. Actually, there's an HBO uh, documentary called "Beware the Slenderman." It just came out a couple months ago, um, which I watched. And how'd it go? It's it's. I don't want to say it's good because it's really sad Hmm. Um, because it focuses on the families and it focuses on all three families Hmm. and how it's affected them. And that's what I think is really interesting about this. Like the one guy's like the one father is like, we have to continue to live our lives. Um, And he and he's now like now we don't have technology in our house. Like we can't like we have to be aware of everything that our kids are watching because it clearly affects them so much and they're so engrossed in it and so believe like they're believing everything. Um, and so it, you know, and the, the, where the other mother of the girl who was diagnosed with schizophrenia was like, I had no idea. I had no idea that she was having these thoughts and feeling this way. And, um, it's, it's very tragic. So both Mm -hmm. girls who are now, I think 15, um, it was determined uh, like a year ago that they would be tried as adults. So they oh. could both, yeah, it's a really big deal. So they could face up to 65 years in prison for this, for attempted murder. That's too much. It's too much. Um, it's, it's Sorry, by the way, sorry to the, to the uh, sorry for saying that to the girl who was almost murdered, but I'm, uh, at this point, I'm not sure exactly uh how this would work but i'm a prison abolitionist and to put to put children into prison for doing something ridiculous at age 12 no matter how disgusting and and murderous it was that clearly is not the care they're supposed to get but to think of these kids at at the age of 12 going into a prison with hardened criminals like well at 15 or 16 it just doesn't make any sense because i think they were in like some kind of juvenile facility and one sure. of the girls is in a in a mental health hospital or, or some yeah. mental health I mean, facility I I, but the, the other one is of... in like prison and she was like 13 and that's, that's awful that like how do you come out of that you don't it's and that's not what prison actually was meant for and we have to remember this as human beings like the prison system as we know it is a fairly new right. idea so there's no reason to not reform it right i mean um the people in the 1900s looked at the prisons in the 1800s and saw my asthma, disgusting horror. The people in the 1900s try to fix it. When we look back in the 2000s at what happened in the 1900s, we are often disgusted. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, taking a future lens to this, the idea of putting 12 year olds, no matter how fucked up they are, in the prison system and trying them in, as adults is not okay. With me, email me at highspiritchicago.com <laughs> if you want to talk about this or Rick James. Um. <laughs> I, I also agree with that. <laughs> but email, Sorry to go on a screen. But email Jay. Um, okay, let's move. They all email me. Oh, my God. We're moving along. All right. Uh, in Cincinnati, a mother reported. So this is, so we're done with the Waukesha thing. Uh, again, uh, check out, if you have access to HBO, check out that documentary. Um, it'll make you very sad. Uh, I, wa- I watched it in Orlando on my family vacation. Um, <laughs> it totally Dude. My kid was taking a nap, and I was like, oh, this is on. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and then I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sad. 
I think it was also because everybody in that documentary uh, had such a like strong Wisconsin accent. (gasps) (laughs) So part of me was annoyed by it, and also the other part of me felt like I was at home. No, you Um, mispronounced home. Say it for real. Home. There you go. (laughs) That's you. Home. Home. Okay. Uh, in Cincinnati, a uh, mother reports that reported that her 13-year-old daughter attacked her with a knife and wrote macabre fiction based on the Slender Man. In Port Ritchie, Florida in 2014, a 14-year-old girl set her family's house on fire no. while her 9-year-old brother and no. mother were inside. And then the Pine Ridge Indian in- in- Reservation in 2015 there was an epidemic of suicides amongst people raging um, at the ages of 12 to 24 that were attributed to the Slender Man. Um, I'm, I apologize for mispronouncing this in advance. The Ogla, Oglala Sioux Tribe president noted that many Native Americans believe in a suicide spirit similar to the Slender Man. So it, it's crazy. Like stuff continues to happen and it's all based on this stuff so obviously like um eric knutson the owner or the 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 owner the creator i don't know if he feels like ownership to this he does he's a copy written and he gets to decide how it goes but he feels pretty bad about it i fucking doubt it so i think (laughs) i don't know yeah i mean mean, he's he's written he's made statements but yeah you're right yeah i I don't know like he's making so much money off of it he just sold he sold the rights to um, Mythology Entertainment, and I think Sony is affiliated with it as well for in May, May of 2016. I will say this. It's one thing to feel it's one thing to feel regret, and it's one thing to feel sad, and it's mm-hmm. another to be like, oh, I mean, but those are side products, and I guess I'll capitalize on this. So, I, I just, yeah. sorry, Eric, email me if you like. <laughs> you know, we could talk about no. Rick James. But, like, I really, I just, I doubt that he feels. Um, right. The, the amount of sadness you probably should feel. That's, you're probably right. And I'm sorry, it's not Sony, it's Screen Gems. But it's it's crazy, like, like you were saying, like the frontal lobe's not totally developed, kids take this stuff seriously. When you're staring at a screen, and here's, maybe here's like the PSA <laughs> that I will make. Um, because I see it on a regular basis, and it's, it's just like an obvious known thing. Like, we were talking about it before, we used I we used to play Ghosts in the Graveyard at nighttime. We'd play hide and seek. We'd play freeze tag. We'd do all of these things outside. And now everybody's got attached to a screen. I'm very very guilty of it. Like I'm attached to my phone. It's gone off like four times while we've been here, and it's killing me to not know what's happening on it. Um, <laughs> who's contacting it's me? The Slender Man. Um, but contacting that, you from the woods. That said, like. Enjoy the fresh air. Go for a hike. Take something in. Don't get too wrapped up in in your screen and your world. Eh, I don't know. I, I don't, don't give a shit. I th- I give a shit because I think that we forget. I I believe that the movie Wally is going to come true and we're all going to be floating around. On- Can I tell you this? This is yeah. how out of touch I am. <laughs> this is why I don't give a shit. I have not seen the movie Wally. Guess what? I own it. Come I over see, and watch it. <laughs> I see like one movie a year and I know nothing about anything. Um, we're going to have a movie fest. See, we're no, watch you're Wally. just telling people to detach. We're going to watch Wally No Right Home. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was saying, I wasn't saying like, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that I don't care because I don't care. I just like, I, because you know, I don't have any reference point for any of this. I'm right. just like, oh, okay. Because you, I'm sitting in a room full of books. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the studio is all books. It's all books and puzzles. Um, 
So you're good. Like, you don't have the problem. <laughs> Your TV, like, doesn't even work. No, I don't. Um, so. I mean, it does. It works for video games, which you play, like, once a month. Yeah. Um, until you get really hooked on something. Yeah. But, so you're not, you can't relate. <laughs> so okay. you don't know. Get up, smell the, smell the fresh air is all I'm saying. Yeah, go out there. Um, really quick, yeah. uh, just because I'm, I'm going to throw one fun fact out. Ooh. Um, it's time I, for fun. Yeah, because I think you'll enjoy this. Okay. The Slender Man has some accomplices. <gasps> yes, please. Is it, um, um, the cave The guy? caver? What is his name? Tess the caver? Tess uh, Ted the Caver. Oh, Ted. Ted. I made him a woman. I'm sorry. Classic Ted. Ted the Caver. No, it's not, but the names are almost as good. Um, they are Hoodie, Masky, The Rake, <laughs> and The Observer. Oh, man. Uh, and they're going to be in the movie, I think. Yeah, I hope so. Um, Hoodie and Masky are possibly his followers. Okay. And uh, Rake seems to be working with him, but they're not really sure. <laughs> Just raking up leaves. Uh, so, yeah. Mulching. So, so uh, basically what I'm telling you is that the Slender Man's not real. Stop being afraid of him. But if you see a long shadow in the middle of the night, it's probably a gray alien that's come from, the for- like, a different dimension. And here's what I'll tell to you. To abduct you and do experiments on you while you sleep that you won't remember. Yeah. The Slender Man <laughs> is completely real based on um, uh, eons of folklore about... Um, Der Grossman. <laughs> Der Grossman. About um, strange humanoid figures that uh, disturb um, children and um, encourage them mm-hmm. to do naughty things. If there's anything that you should learn from this episode, other than that that aliens are coming into your bedroom at night <laughs> through another dimension, um, it's that you should never go into the woods. It's a terrible, terrifying place. I like the woods. I That's where I like to kayak. In the woods? With, well, I mean, <laughs> woods often have water. That's, I guess. Okay, yeah. No, I said it in a weird way. But the Blair Witch lives there. Don't care. Uh, the Slender Man lives there. I went to camp for 17 years. Um, Nope, not 17 years, but for a long time. I was like, I was, f- why were you in camp for so long? Well, I went when I was five. Oh. And then I was a camp counselor. So. I have never gone to camp. <laughs> Which explains why all, all the woods are terrifying, where I'm like, the woods is where everything awesome happens. I went to Bible camp once, <laughs> and it was a day camp where I came home every day and went yeah. for a week. Okay. My parents still have the handprint that I made. Um, nope. I Listen, I grew up in the woods. It's still terrifying. Okay. We'll only go in the daytime. I, okay. All right. Because the nighttime is terrifying. <clears throat> don't go to the woods. The only reason I don't like the nighttime there is because it's filled with um, mosquitoes. mosquitoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw that coming. Um, ladies, do you want to... <laughs> no, I was just going to say, you're a mosquito magnet. I'm a mosquito magnet. Here goes my phone again. Here goes the phone. Um, and one of my books just went... Because it wants me to read it. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a show called High Spirits. Oh, my microphone just did a thing. Um, uh, tonight we're brought to you by uh, Noelle's Wine, which is... Puppy Cabernet Sauvignon. Mm-hmm. I like flowers. Yeah, and um, not I opium. Been, not opium. And I have been drinking Half Acre Tuna, which is excellent and so enjoyable. Um, this is uh, a show called High Spirits uh, from Chicago, Illinois, where we talk about ghosts and we drink booze. My friend Noel has one last thing to say to you, and that is sweet dreams. <laughs> <laughs>